0: They say a picture is worth a thousand words, then how are we tied down to just one? I'm not a label and neither are you. Welcome to a space of creative freedom where you and I get to be exactly who we are. Join me as we uncover the layers and discover ourselves on a deeper level. Thank you so much for showing up. I hope you enjoy this. Welcome to Not A Label with the podcast. I'm your host, Avi Adwani. And I'm really excited, blessed, and wearing a huge smile because I'm interviewing a really close dear friend of mine and a brother, Raghav Shivastav, all the way from India. Um, I met my brother in Guilford in a beautiful place where we magically just happened to have met. And since then, it's been a creative bloom for both of us. Um, I see in him the leader The creative entrepreneur, the visionary that he is. And I feel that he sees it in me as well. And it's such a beautiful relationship where we ebb and flow for each other. So that's exactly why I wanted to have him on board today because he's doing amazing things ever since he's left university and we've gone our own ways. And I just want to share his story with everyone. So, yeah, like the word ideas is something that comes to mind when I think of you. Like you just kept on having crazy ideas all the time and you kept on like, it wasn't something that you would just say out loud and wait for anyone to validate. You were sort of just like already executing them. You're already like creating plans for them in your head and structures. And I want you to like share that, like share how Nirvana started and how you were blooming from there.
1: Okay. So yeah, that's just been me all the time. You know, whenever something interests me, I probably like to get into it as much as I can and see if I can, you know, Include that sort of thing in my life as well. Because for me, I really want to keep trying new things all the time, all the time. Even if I, you know, if there's something I already like a lot, it's not that I'll stop looking for new things to do. Because I already, I keep sort of, you know, keeps life interesting for you if you keep trying new things. And with new things come new ideas automatically, I would say. Because when you're experiencing different stuff, you're getting involved with different kinds of people. You're looking at things from lots of different perspectives. You see what the problems are in some of the things that you could probably change yourself or maybe there's something that you could easily do which would be very helpful for other people. So that's where these ideas come from. It's not sort of like I sit down and think hard about an idea. So it's not like that. It's not like you, can plan an idea coming out. it just happens automatically. It de- just depends on what kind of experiences you have, what is sort of your perspective basically.
0: So what kind of things help you get that inspiration? So people is one of them, and sort of these new experiences that you were talking about. I know you're very into music yeah. as well. is that is that your source of inspiration as well for ideas?
1: Um I wouldn't say so. Music is the one thing that helps me helps me to calm down. Listening to different kinds of music may give me ideas of creating different kind of music, but I'm I'm not sure if I can say that, yeah, if I listen to a song, I'd have an idea to create something totally different. I wouldn't really say that. That's not, that sounds very romantic and everything, but I don't think that's ever happened to me, (laughs) to be honest. But yeah, doing different kinds of stuff, talking to different kinds of people, reading, reading on a different kinds of stuff I love to read about new stuff I, even if there's something like really complicated about like rocket science or maybe genetics or something if there's something new happening I would you know sort of like to know about it and what's going on in the world basically and that's where most of the ideas come from to be honest because it's one of the best places to get sort of inspiration in terms of if you want to do sort of like a business that's more like my idea mindset I usually get business ideas not like you know, general creative ideas as much as I get business ideas, because people try to get. You know, they get ideas of what they usually like to do the most. If I was a writer, I'd maybe getting book ideas. If I was a full time sort of DJ, I would be probably getting music inspir- musical inspiration all the time. But it's sort of something that you're looking out for, but not. You know, it's sort of like a passive passively looking out for it. It's not that you're just researching and researching and finding until you find that something. It's not like that. It just happens automatically.
0: So how's that happening for you right now? So like reading is one of them. How's that happening for you right now with everyone sort of not being able to leave our house too much, not being able to go to like networking events or like cafes and all of that? I think
1: it's the perfect time. I think it's the perfect time to, you know, brush up on your skills. You've got all the time in the world to spend. You've got the internet. You've got loads of different resources to, you know, learn new stuff, see what you like read up on different things. There's a lot of things happening around the world. Still, it's not like the world has come to a standstill. So even now, uh, as I mentioned to you earlier, I, I it, last month I got an idea to do the, the sort of a custom rugs business, which is, I, I found it really, really cool. There's somebody doing it in South America and I thought it would be really, really nice if I can do it over here. So yeah, it's sort of, that sort of stuff comes really easy
0: it comes easy for you to just look out and see what's happening in the world and sort of draw from that
1: what's happening in the world what's working well how can you make it better because you can always take inspiration from people right being as you said to me (laughs) i think last year or something when i was starting out with nirvana you said to me that taking creative inspiration does not mean that you have to you know Making something creative does not mean that you have to start from scratch. You can easily take some inspiration, and see how you can make it better, and make it your own.
0: Yeah, that's something that I that's actually learned to... from the master's degree that I was doing. That said, something like innovation is about copying plus improving something. Plus,
1: yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. That's what you said.
0: That's the that's the formula that goes behind it. And you because never
1: be afraid of copying, you know, unless it's an <laughs> IP. Infringement or some sort of trademark infringement, I wouldn't suggest you do that. But yeah, don't be afraid of copying others and trying to make it, you know, better in any way that you can.
0: Because by making it better, you're already sort of putting your own imprint on it,
1: aren't you? Definitely, definitely.
0: Okay, that's that's beautiful. Yeah,
1: sort of blatant copying is not great as well. I wouldn't sort of advocate that, but unless you really, really, really like someone's work and they don't have a problem with you. Copying it, <laughs> I wouldn't dare to do that.
0: Yeah, I agree. There it comes with it comes back at you, it comes with its own consequences when you know you're doing something that's completely plagiarized. Um, yeah, exactly. You, but even then,
1: even if you make sort of some changes to it, even if they're fairly small,
0: as long as it's your own, it's your own. Hmm. The talking talking about that story of it reminds me of like making progress, right? How we feel when we're making small progress versus how we feel when we're making big progress and how we are constantly thinking that we need to make big progress in order to feel like we're moving forward. Right. Celebrating is that something is a- that we've spoken about before, like celebrating our wins. So I want you to celebrate your wins. Mm-hmm.
1: Above here, man. Glad that you brought that up. That is something I was going through very recently with everything that was going on, everything just took a break sort of with COVID happening and all of, the, all of these things have just, you know, reduced their speed by, I'd say, 90%. Everything's going, everything's going so slow. So, yeah, I would say that you measure your big progress within a span of less than five years. Because look back at yourself five years ago, where you were and where you are now, and if you don't see any big changes, then... You can maybe start, you know, bucking up and everything. But usually when people do that, they would definitely see some sort of huge changes that happen inside them or in their thinking or in their, you know, whatever they're doing at the moment in their career or something something like that. But generally what people tend to do is they tend to shorten that time period. They just think about one year. What was I doing last year? Because they have a lot of expectations of what they can do in one year, right? So if, you, if a normal person would think about you know, starting a new skill or a new business, they would generally judge themselves on where they were the past year and what they've accomplished within one year. But that's not the correct timeframe to have. You should at least think in a longer perspective, at least five years, definitely. because You overestimate what you can do in one year. But you always tend to underestimate what you can do within a period of five years.
0: That's powerful. So reading is something that you enjoy doing. And it's I, I feel like it's a mm. collateral um, skill that I've learned from you as well. You recommended a book to me. I currently have it with me. It's called Zero to One um, by Peter. That's one of the best books. <laughs> yeah, Peter Taylor, yeah. Why would why would you say that it's it's your favorite book? It's one of the
1: yeah, because it has given me sort of so many different perspectives about starting a business and entrepreneurship and what it really means. And that's something that I was really interested in since I was a little kid. Yeah, so entrepreneurship is one of my biggest interests. So anything that's sort of you know changed my outlook on that has been really impactful on me.
0: It's probably
1: why it's one of the best books for me.
0: So what's your favorite experience about being an entrepreneur right now? You know, having your own startup and working on that.
1: I wouldn't say that. I think the freedom sort of for now is probably the best part of it. But I wouldn't say that. It's a very sort of glamorous lifestyle to have being an entrepreneur. Because the thing is, at the end, you're answerable to yourself. And it might, you know, it might turn into a vicious cycle for you if you're not able to you know meet your own expectations but you've got to be really really strong and this is not something that comes really easy it's got a lot of ups and downs the ups are generally worth it even though how how, no matter how bad the downs might be but yeah it's not as glamorous as they say it is but yeah it's very good and satisfying lifestyle to have
0: because you are, in the end of the day, you are working on your your dreams for, for you to sort of say it like that. Exactly. Right? exactly. I have, you know, sort of worked for other people
1: before. And I would say until you actually do that, until you actually slog yourselves off working for somebody else, that's, that's when you feel, you know, that if I could do this for myself, I would be, you know, in a much better position than I am right now.
0: Yeah, when you I was speaking to a friend and and she was sort of telling me that she sort of she's an entrepreneur herself as well. But sometimes the mind does its things. So she goes onto LinkedIn and checks out jobs and sees how easy Mm -hmm. it could be if she just fit into one of those profiles. But as soon as she she does that, she sort of holds herself back because she says, "Well, I could do all these things for my own business and make it insane."
1: Definitely. I mean, jobs aren't all that bad, to be honest, because there's a lot that you can learn. But in terms of processes, in terms of the best way to do things, that's that's what you learn by doing a job. But with starting your own business, there's just so much more that you open your eyes to with. apart from like if you would be doing a job, you'd be probably working in finance or marketing or something like that. Or, you know, just a single sort of field that you'll be specializing in. But once you have your own thing, you need to learn about every little thing. You need to be involved in every little thing. You've opened yourself to so many different avenues. And it really helps you grow and get to, you know, it's like a holistic mindset about everything.
0: How do you feel about being a jack-of-all-trades in that sense, though? You know, where uh, we're all sort of aspiring to be everything. I I love it. I absolutely love it. And I aspire
1: to be a Jack in every other trade that I can find. (laughs) Okay. because Yeah. It really excites me. As I said, really excites me learning about new things. And yeah, maybe I'm still not, you know, uh, as determined to be a master in all of them, maybe even like some of them, but, you know, learning about new things generally drives my curiosity and, my energy gets directed that way, mostly. That's been good for me as well. I, would, I wouldn't say it's been bad for me because knowing about different things always sort of tends to help you in one way or the other. It's not like you're stuck anywhere.
0: So it sort of pours into other aspects of your life as well? Definitely, it, definitely. Wow, oh, man, that's awesome. So from that point do you feel like being a master of one, being a master of something is is a misconception or what are your views on that?
1: I would say if, if you're going for sort of like a career, like a job, I would say getting that sort of specialization in one field would actually tend to be more rewarding than being a jack of all trades. But once you're at the top, If you've got people working for you, you've got specialists working for you in those fields, and you just need to be a jack of all trades just to see what they're doing aligns with the other stuff. That's where that comes in handy.
0: Mm. So we were talking earlier about having a team, having a solid team of people that work with you, not just for you and getting help, you know, actively going out and seeking for help especially as an entrepreneur, like being able to delegate is something that I have struggled with. So I want to share your experience. Like, how did you go out? and? So
1: I have been delegating quite a lot of stuff because I've been working in three different places for now. And it always means that I don't have time for something or the other. So we've got a very open sort of working system where everyone knows how to do everything. So it's not just some people are dedicated to doing some things and some people are dedicated to something. It's a small team. It's like uh, one, of my, uh, one of the places I've got a team of four and the other place I've got a team of three and the other place I'm doing it alone. So it's a bit you know, scattered all over the place. But everyone knows how to, to help me out with everything. And I know how to help them out with any, anything else that they might need. So it always gets managed that way easier because you're not know, just limited to resource allocation all the time.
0: Okay, so you do understand how to do all those skills. You just choose actively not to do them and invest your time in being the vision behind it. Exactly.
1: You need to, you know, drive the strategy, drive. You need to know what the next steps are, what you need to do next. How will you take this to the next level? You can't just, you know, expect if you're an author, if you're writing books, You can't just expect to just keep writing books and expect that they will sell themselves automatically. You will have to, you know, go out there, put yourself out there, go to, you know, conferences or events and do book readings and maybe get involved with the community of what kind of, whatever genre you may be in, you need to get involved with the community, put that out there, sort of do that sort of marketing stuff. You can also outsource that if you're not really into that. Technically, but I would say generally, whatever you, you're the best at, you need to focus on that and let the others take care of the rest.
0: So sort of bloom in your own zone of genius and work on that, work on nurturing that Definitely. that part of it.
1: Whatever helps you with that, just go for it. Don't don't worry about the nitty gritties of it yeah. all the time.
0: So you were talking about the author and something that came to mind was to ask you, what your dreams look like. You know, you've been talking about you reading books. Is that something that you aspire for, having your own book? And if not, what else (laughs) is there for a I wouldn't say. I'm not that much of a writer as per
1: se as I am a reader. I'm more of the listener type, you know. (laughs) But yeah, Uh, for me, I would really, in terms of my dreams, I would really want to be a successful entrepreneur and whatever my fields are and i'm sure it's not just going to be one that, it's not just going to be cannabis which it is for now it's going to be a variety of different fields that i would like to get involved in and it's not just entrepreneurship i really want to have a sort of creative side as well be it maybe fashion or music whatever i can you know advance myself in and get that sort of uh, brilliance in
0: yeah that's dope man i can't wait. I've always told you this, I can't wait. Um, Because seriously, ever since I met you, and we were kids in a way, but not at the same time, you know, we were kids with dreams, and we're still kids with dreams, um, growing and working on them. Now, it's can't wait for me comes for you, because I really, truly feel that there is so much vision in you that is unfolding day by day, step by step, every conversation we have, I unfold in so many ways as well on a personal level, just because you mentor me.
1: You've, you've, been, you've been a major part of that. Because
0: Likewise, brother. Likewise. Major
1: honestly. Part of that process,
0: yeah. I'm grateful for you, man. So I want you to talk about Nirvana now, man. I want you to talk and share where it came from, how that's going and what's the message behind all of that.
1: So, if for the people that don't already know, Nirvana Organics is my uh, cannabis wellness brand. Uh, what we're trying to do with cannabis over here is trying to bring it out of the taboo that it has in India, get that sort of medicinal, you know, backing that it so rightly deserves and get it out to the people, basically. What, how we're trying to do it is in a very, very sustainable way because our main focus is sustainability cannabis is one of the best, most sustainable plants out there. And it's known to be, you know, the biggest carbon sink, it's much more effective than trees for, you know, taking in carbon. And that's one of my main motivations around starting this company as well, because of the, you know, huge, huge potential for sustainability Because with cannabis, you can make around 23,000 different products. And that's not an overestimation that's literally twenty three thousand different kinds of products from from concrete to bioplastics to biofuel to medicines to food to clothes and you name it, you can probably do it with cannabis and that sort of you know fueled my you know my my dreams of doing a lot of different things, and maybe I can do those sort of different things all with this miraculously sustainable plant which will be you know very great for the environment as well that is sort of where this all came from and that is my sort of plan with it as well because Nirvana is just the first company that's sort of come out of this there's going to be a couple more maybe some green industries that come out of it maybe a fashion brand who knows we'll see
0: art with a purpose is the is the essence definitely. that I'm getting from that? And do you feel like creation in itself, whether that is a business, whether that's art, whether that is whatever it is, it needs a a why behind it?
1: It definitely needs a why behind it because that's the why is what drives you to fulfill that. If you don't have a why behind it, you just probably, you know, I don't know why you're doing it. Do you know why you're doing it? If there's no why behind it,
0: yeah. Couldn't agree. I couldn't agree more, man. Because with, with sort of school,
1: I would say people really generally don't understand the why behind it. And people really don't, you know, once you, once you're a kid, you don't really like to go to school. There's no reason for you to go to school for most, most people. And I wouldn't say that they're wrong. There's only so much that you can learn at school, right? There's probably more that you learn from people around you and, your friends and your teachers than the actual subjects that you've been you being taught, right? So if in terms of school, that is the why that people need to think that's around it. It's the networking it's the people that you meet rather than subjects that are being taught that are being taught. So you really need to, you know, explore and find your why. It's not that something that comes to you straight straightforwardly.
0: And your why is what sparks you as well, right? It's why Ignites you to want to get up every single day and do what you're doing, not just for yourself, exactly, exactly. but for others, maybe even. Definitely, definitely.
1: So, in terms of people that do a lot of charitable work, they don't do it for themselves, right? They've got a very strong why as to, I need to help the underprivileged, maybe, or maybe the disaster struck. There's a very strong why around that. That's a very strong use case, yeah.
0: Yeah, I couldn't agree. I couldn't agree more with that. And just uh, having a cause behind everything you do is is super important. Okay, so I actually mm-hmm. want to ask you a less serious question now. I want to ask you what an ideal day in Raghav's life looks like. Okay, I've
1: never really thought about that to be honest. Because you know, I'm happy as I'm happy now as well. I, I don't really mind it. Things how things are going out right now. So I. I tend to sleep a lot. I tend to get my full eight hours of sleep. I really can't compromise on thereon, But yeah, from then on, I'm just busy with different stuff. As long as I'm not getting bored, it's probably an ideal day for me.
0: Okay. So you like having your mind yeah. engaged with things and, and...
1: For sure, for sure. There needs to be a moment of calm, between a couple of moments, maybe a couple of hours as well. But for the most part, if I'm engaged, if I'm busy with something, I would probably say it was a good day.
0: Nice. What What do those moments of calm look like? Like, what is for you finding your calm? It's, it's a lot of things, to be honest. It's not just one thing.
1: You can't limit yourself to finding your calm, to maybe just closing your eyes and lying down or something like that. It's a lot of different things. Maybe just, you know, taking a minute to look at the sunset or maybe taking a minute to look at the sky outside. Maybe if you're on the phone with someone that you really like and, you know, they're good friends with. um, Any any sort of different, maybe listening to music, maybe even watching some TV, whatever helps you to, you know, just relax, unwind and get that moment of peace that you need.
0: It's where the, the calm meets the chaos and you just stop for a second. Do you feel like it's important to pause for who you are and the ideas that you have?
1: Yes, for sure. For sure. It helps. Definitely helps you to, you know, stabilize yourself, just not get pulled in so many different directions all the time. It really helps you to, you know, think about what you actually need to do to move forward and not just get distracted. Because there's always going to be a lot of distractions all the time. There's hundreds of things that needs to be, you know, that needs getting done, but there's only some things that you can focus on for
0: now i fully I fully agree with that, and i I want you to be able to give a piece of advice well, that's to me, which you always do with love and or to anyone listening right now if, how would you what would you recommend to someone that has a lot of ideas that has a lot of things that they want to do but feel like they don't have the time or they don't know how to do it, you know I just like yeah, we
1: talked about this earlier, so basically, you don't need to be scared about. Or having the time to do it, you'll always be able to find the time as long as you're interested, as long as you want to do it, where there's a will, there's a way to do it. And one of the best things that can probably help you is by prioritizing on what you need to focus by yourself on and what you can delegate and what you can automate. Because there's a lot of things that are gonna come up once you get started with it, you might not think that this is the best way for me to put my, you know, my energy this is not the best thing for me to put my energies into i can put my you know lim- very limited amount of energy into something else and let this thing get taken care of by someone else maybe because that's not as important or maybe because it's not as rigid and you can have it flexible or you can have other people work on it and it doesn't need to be just the way that you want it to be it's a lot of different things that can you know you can you don't need to think about that though. And what are the things that you need to, you can delegate and what are the things that you need to focus on yourself? Usually it's, I'd say it's the very, very top level part that comprises of the strategy of what you're going to do, how you're going to do it, what is the process and what are the priorities that is, I think, all that you need to focus on and the rest of the stuff that needs a lot of physical work, a lot of research or a lot of, you know, thinking about you can get that done with the help of others very easily.
0: Mm. So to it's pivotal to expand the, the concept of like, "I am the team," to actually no definitely me. you can never,
1: you can never you know achieve as much alone as you would with you know a trusted team. That's, it's like it's <laughs> it's been proven thousands of times. It's not something very new, but yeah, we is always greater than I.
0: That's beautiful, man. That was, um, there was a quote actually at an office that I used to work in Dubai. That was something like, if you want to go far, go alone. But if you want to go fast, go together. Exactly. Yeah, that's true.
1: I mean, I wouldn't, I'm not sure how true that is. Because you can also go far together.
0: I, would I say. agree. I, I, can see where, I can see where you're coming from that. Because I have, you know, sort of experience that
1: I'm not sure where that quote comes from. It's maybe because the person might think that it might cause some sort of differences in mind. That's why you may not be able to sustain it for that long of a time. But that's usually not the case, I feel. As long as you've got a good team that you trust and you believe in and they work well with you, you can do amazing, wonderful things.
0: And grow together. That's the key word, yeah. That's a key word. How does it feel that you are responsible as a leader and also as another teammate of the growth of other people around you, but not just your own?
1: I wouldn't say that I would be responsible. I wouldn't hold myself responsible for their growth. I all For me, what I know, all I can do is I can maybe, you know, motivate them or inspire themselves to grow for themselves. But I can't really, you know... We holding their hands and pushing them to do something which they don't want to or maybe they don't have the energy to put into it. I can just maybe, you know, inspire them and show them what the possibilities might be, you know, if they decide to, you know, grow themselves in that direction and help them make an informed decision about it. But yeah, I wouldn't say you should really try to push people generally into growing into some sort of direction that you want them to grow in it's always something that they need to decide for themselves
0: it's also the the
1: so it's, it's a very the very major part of this is finding those sort of people that would that have that sort of synergy with you and want to grow in the same directions that you want to grow in
0: yeah that's, no, that's tot- the main part totally and being able to see what they are good at just the same way that you're able to see what you are good at and focus on that. Exactly. You no, know, not giving people tasks that they're not good at and making them feel miserable, because we're unable yeah. to see what they spark at.
1: Exactly. That's that's the worst thing that we can do.
0: So for me, man, you're the utmost representation that age is just a number. Seriously, I I, <laughs> say, I say that with a humble heart. You inspire yeah, even my me. my girlfriend says that. Sorry. <laughs> Even my girlfriend
1: says that because she's like one and a half years older to me.
0: <laughs> but it, it's truly inspiring, man, the way that your brain works and the way that you have a strong solution mindset. It's not just looking at the problem, it's the solution ahead of it. That's true, that's true. So I thank you for that. I thank you for helping me find so many solutions just during this podcast. Uh not thank
1: me ever, man. Always, you
0: always there for you too, man. Do you want to say anything to close this episode and just share the love?
1: I think there's only one thing that I would like to share with everyone that's listening to this and that's to never ever, you know, sort of limit yourself to only one thing, be it whatever, be it a job, be it a sort of field that you've taken up. Always try to be willing to experience new things but because you never know what might just click and you never know what you're missing out on.
0: That's beautiful, man. That's to good. Thanks, brother. I love you, man. Thanks, brother. Love you, too. Thank you for tuning in to Not A Label. If you enjoyed this podcast episode, please make sure to share it with your loved ones, your friends, your family, and anyone out there that might need to hear this. Thank you for being a part of this community. Make sure to share this on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and in any other platform that can help us make a greater impact together. Take care. Have a blessed day ahead.